0: It, it, it doesn't really look good when you know we're, we're like you know showcasing a 4k tv yeah and the video's not in 4k yeah you know like <laughs> you know or it, i mean that might be an extreme example but you know I, I think it's you know we have to be on top of all of that and i think yeah like quality is definitely one of those things that especially if the bar's already been set you know you kind of have to yeah match it
1: welcome to the golden hour podcast Brought to you by Polar Pro. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today's guest is Ken Bolito. Ken is a cinematographer, graphic designer, YouTuber, and creative director for Austin Evans' YouTube channel, which has almost 4 million subscribers. He's also starting a channel from the ground up with Austin Evans called This Is. And he also hosts the IGTV channel for Austin Evans. If you're unfamiliar with Ken and Austin Evans, basically they make tech review videos that gather millions of views. I personally met Ken at a Sony press event that I was invited to, and we really hit it off. I invited Ken to come to the Golden Hour podcast to tell us about his journey as a YouTuber and creator online, and I really enjoyed hearing the behind the scenes of what it's like to run a YouTube channel with well over 3 million subscribers. If you're somebody who wants to be a full-time internet creator, then this episode is going to be great for you. I definitely nerded out quite a bit on this episode because I am a full-time YouTuber myself, so talking to somebody like... Like Ken was just a treat. While we're on the topic of YouTube channels, we actually are posting the highlights of this show on the Polar Pro YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the Polar Pro YouTube channel yet, then make sure to head over to YouTube and subscribe to that channel to see some highlight clips of this show. So without any further ado, let's listen in to my interview with Ken. So tell me about your story because I really only know you at this point current point in time where you're working with austin and i've seen you off and on at these conventions and stuff right like tell me your story like are you a filmmaker are you uh you said you did some you do thumbnails so are you a graphic designer yeah kind of give me the summary of you and how you started
0: yeah so i've i've always made videos um i started youtube um actually a couple of days before austin did oddly enough which was Um, when so that was was um that was like early April of 20 or uh 2009. Okay. So it, it it's it's been 10 years. Wow. Um I mean big milestone for Austin, but like, you know, thinking about it even for me like just thinking about how I got started like I I had like a um a Kodak ZI8. Yeah. that I started with, so like just at the advent of, you know, HD hitting YouTube. Uh. <laughs> Um, was that
1: like a little flip cam kind of? thing? Yeah, it,
0: it was like a, it was basically Kodak's answer to f- uh to flip. Yeah. Um. I think so, I had
1: one of those too myself. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was had a pretty big screen on it. it yeah, I had
0: a gr- big screen. The I think one of the reasons why I loved it a lot was because it had a, a macro switch on it. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, this was before I I had the concept of like like what shallow depth of field was and yeah, stuff. But I mean, like you know, I, just just like even just getting closer mm-hmm. to what I wanted to show was really really neat. Um, so that was that was pretty much um, like w- the gear that I started with. I, I was doing tech content um, mm-hmm. as the start. Um, it-, it started as a tech blog that happened to have a YouTube channel, and ended up being okay. the other way around. Wow! Um, and mind you, I'm, this is me in like freshman year of high school, so like yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it-, it was cool because I. I had a lot of fun doing what I was doing. I was trying to figure it out on my own. Like a lot of what I did was self-taught so I I, I you know torrented Final Cut Pro 7, <laughs> tried to figure out, you know, how to edit. Yeah. Um eventually, you know, I figured out how to use Premiere. Um, got my first DSLR T2i nice um, magic lanterned it at some oh, point dude, yeah. like I had that camera for like probably like 5 or camera. 6 years yeah no that that was that was my workhorse the same
1: sensor is the 7D which was yes, it much did. more expensive camera so yeah. you're getting very similar results
0: yeah and you know even just like having prime lenses and stuff it was a different yeah. look at the time oh yeah um and it, it, it's, it's actually really funny because in around 2010 um was when I, my channel started to pick up a little bit. Um, it was then when um, Austin actually found my channel. And he he featured me as one of, like, his list of upcoming YouTubers nice. of that year. And I, was, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Like, you know, it's something <laughs> I wouldn't have expected.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, nor did I think that, you know, I'd end up where I am at now. <laughs> um, but... So yeah, pretty much like I did tech for like three or four years. Like once I got to my senior year of high school, you know, f- focusing on, you know, like college apps and, you mm-hmm. know, SATs and stuff. I-, I couldn't really focus on YouTube as much. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of, you know, left it in the back burner. Um, actually ended up getting into anime at that time. Okay. Um and I guess I was more motivated at that point to do anime videos for some reason. Um, like
1: videos about anime or, yeah
0: so it, 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 create it's, your own anime well i wish it was create my own anime i didn't have the nice. patience to animate myself I, yeah. I can't draw for my life <laughs> um but what i did was i actually started collecting anime figures
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and once i once i you know figured out you know what my hobby was and what i like to do i tried to find ways to transition myself from um, making tech videos to so actually going like full on like this is going to be you know anime content for, for like for the foreseeable future Yeah, and I think what solidified it was uh, <clears throat> there's uh, one anime that I that I watched uh, that, that really got to me called uh, Clannad After Story and the whole thing is that it, it, it the the long story short is that it's it's like a tearjerker, like mm-hmm. um it, it's it's the one that makes men cry, you know, <laughs> um I like I don't think I've cried for anything before that really, wow, um and. It was literally, like, the week after I watched that, I got accepted into film school.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, so... What
0: school is that? That was... So, I went to RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. Mm -hmm. They have a wonderful film program. Um, Nice. And because it's a technical school, a lot of it really just boils down to teaching you how to use a camera from day one. Mm. Like, you know, they don't... You don't really dabble too much into, you know, theory and all Mm. that for, you know, story writing. I mean, you, you do, but it's not as much of a focus
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, they literally handed us a bolex day one and was like here oh
2: know, wow
0: like here go go, sh- go, go shoot, shoot some film yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so it's they, they basically laid the groundwork for me to to not only um practice my craft like learn like w- taking what i learned from my classes mm-hmm. um but uh, like it basically i i took what i learned in my classes and applied it to uh the videos that i wanted to make around anime figures so, I mean, I wouldn't... Call, some some people like to call them stop motion. There's really no motion in the videos that I made regarding anime figures. It's basically like like showcase pieces like you would see for any product review, but for an anime figure. Okay. But, like, I'd make, like, dioramas for it. Yeah. You know, so I'd, you know, I'd go to, like, Hobby Lobby or Michaels. I'd, you know, grab, like, you know, fake grass or... <laughs> yeah. Or, <clears throat> you know, build a house or something or, um you know buy cardstock i'd buy like cardstock with like like um like sky back for like backdrops and stuff and then i I just you know like grab whatever lamps were in my college apartment and just you know just play around with lighting and stuff and you know i i I would do this for like weeks and weeks on end for like three years and i started getting recognition from the actual figure companies themselves, like they started commissioning me yeah, to promote their stuff. Better than their own photos. You know? Yeah, no. And it, I, I think the the most interesting thing is that I took like what was essentially my hobby. I turned it into, not necessarily, I wouldn't call it a job because it didn't really make money. I, I lost actually more money than I probably made. <laughs> so you're spending a lot on the equipment. Yeah, I was spending a lot on equipment. I was spending a lot on, you know, making the sets and of course buying the figures. Um, but I kind of saw it as, hey, like this is a, uh, this is like proof of what I can do. This is kind of like my, yeah. I, I guess an essence of portfolio for like what I could do yeah. for something else. And um, that's actually how I got my job. Like Austin didn't really like watch my figure stuff. He didn't, he wasn't really, he wasn't really into anime that much. Um, how I got my job was really funny because Jonathan Morrison actually flew me out to LA to work for a side project that he was doing and obviously, with Austin being in very close proximity to John basically the 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 long story short is I was helping out John with the project, Austin was also helping out mm-hmm. and in in that trial period, Austin stole me for a day to see how that would work,
2: because
0: uh-huh. at the time, like Austin was just working by himself, and he knew he had to hire someone yeah and john realized that it was working out between me and austin so he kind of pushed me in austin's direction um and the rest is really history like nice basically um the week after john flew me out from new york um like austin's like yeah like let's let's talk about Heck like yeah. what it takes to get you out here to la what year was that this is 2016 okay so pretty much i like uh, unlike a lot where's of my the,
1: where's the channel in terms of growth at that point
0: for Austin or for me for Austin for Austin so I think I don't exactly remember the subscriber count I think it was probably like somewhere around like 2 million if I had to guess 2 million you were and, his first hire yeah so I was his first hire and it's it's interesting to see because like i mean like this is probably something that he he wouldn't want people to know but i'll say anyway (laughs) is um he's probably cool with it maybe i don't don't know um he he, like he he didn't really pay me like amazing at first because he i mean he he, you know this is the first time you know he's hiring someone he didn't really know like what good rates were he just wanted to hire someone um This is also when he was, you know, getting accountants and stuff for his business. Like, he's legitifying everything. So, like, the first six months that I was working there, I started, you know, taking the reins on some stuff, you know, trying to take the load off of what he was doing. You know, just, you know, just being another person there naturally helps that. Um, So, our output was larger. Um, the quality of the videos went up a bit. Um, obviously, I started making thumbnails at that point, so like videos were doing better because yeah. I'm better at thumbnails than Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <is>. Um, <clears throat> but the um the the thing that that really um made me realize like things were going really well was like he 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 called me in for a meeting one day, and he's like, so I had a I had a talk with our um our YouTube accountant. And um, I need to give you a large raise because <laughs> we're also we're not paying you enough. But also, like, I showed them the Social Blade graph of our growth, and they were like, "Yeah, you're not paying him enough." <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, but I, I didn't know but what he was talking about because I didn't I didn't look. You at didn't this, know either. I didn't look at the social gra- uh, Social Blade graph uh, at mm-hmm. the time. Like, I wasn't following it that closely. And he showed me the graph, and it was like. You, you could kind of see like as like a small like flat line like going like this uh-huh. and then f- like, I joined in June, and then like, we were looking at it in, in like, October or something. Literally, the graph was like this for, like, wow. views. So just, it
1: totally
0: it just, shot up. It, it totally shot up. And, you know, like, I, I don't want to like, speak for talent, but like, I think it just goes to show, like, just having a team is important. Cause, yeah. You know, because, like, I mean, doing it by yourself, you know, there, obviously there are advantages to it, but there are, uh, like, a lot of disadvantages as well. Like, it's it is definitely in a situation where, like, the, the star aligned for Austin where he he saw, you know, he, he not that he was stagnating but he saw the opportunity for growth yeah. and he you know he wanted to capitalize on it. And I think that that's kind of the the cool thing about Austin as a boss is that you know, he he's one of those guys where he he thinks like he thinks things over like five times over just to make sure, you know, he doesn't misstep, but he's also not afraid to take risks. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of leads to this thing where like you know we I think he has a good intuition of like picking his battles,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I think I, I I respect that as a boss or as a as an employee because like I. I can trust that you know he's not just going into things you know randomly i like we're not going to come into the office tomorrow and ev- like you know everything's flipped over all of a sudden, like we know we're we're not down one office or yeah all of a sudden we're 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 not like moving to like Alabama or something you know yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know it's i i i have a good sense of what he can do, what he wants to do mm-hmm. um but also you know it, it it's he's very good at changing things up appropriately to make things interesting and you know to keep things moving forward which is which is great
1: so let's talk about like why the social blade shot up like crazy what are some of the things that you've you took from your experience with your channel and with your um figurines and and your film school experience what are some of the things that you applied immediately to his channel to to make it grow
0: I think the the one thing that I learned with my figurine content is that I think tr- efficiency is like the biggest thing. I think with mm-hmm. my figure stuff, I never I never got a lot of views on it, but I I knew relative to what I was doing, like what did well and what didn't do well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's just like making sure that we do what we do and get it done on time mm-hmm. um because i i think like like initially you know austin would you know stay in the office to like midnight and you know like videos would would like get done like really late which which was fine like as long as they got done but you know when you have like one really long night and then, you know, that turns into two really long nights. Like all of a sudden, you know, your your energy just gets drained for the week and that kind of yeah. kills your motivation a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just some like one of the things that I learned with my figure readers, especially like like, you know, seeing in practice working with Austin is like making sure that, you know, y- y- your mind is going at a hundred percent and that you don't lose that motivation to keep going. Yeah. Um because that is that is everything. Once you have that, that like that energy all wasted, then you know it only makes the next video harder. So just trying to attack it at a hundred percent is like always yeah. been key. Because I, I, with all that figure stuff, especially having to build sets and yeah, you know, not having proper deadlines because I was only making them for myself. Yeah, you know, after a while, you know, spending a week just making one video and like two, like hun- like maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars wasted as a college student, like. <laughs> You know, e- even for as much as I love those videos, it was tiring. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I bet I took
0: I took like that bit of it and made sure that you know I applied it to mm. what I was doing with Austin, just so you know it you know things moved a little smoother than they did before.
1: So you went to film school. Is that really where you you just learned how to? Use like real cameras, learn how to light things like that.
0: I think I I knew the basics of camera stuff going into film school, like not so much the lighting aspect, but um, since I I used DSLR well before going, yeah, well before going into um, college, I think I I got, I knew how the camera worked. Mm -hmm. Um, The lighting was the thing that that was the hardest thing to get down. And I I actually didn't really fully, fully, fully understand until I started working for Austin. But film school, like, 100% helped me out on that. Um, Our lighting guy, Wes, actually is one of the guys that I worked with in college. I actually brought him on the team. Nice. And he... He is our lighting guy for a reason he's he's that that uh film school guy that you know y- you give him you give him like ten lights and he'll spend like you know a day trying to figure out you know how each of them works and then you know he'll he'll spend like too much time on the setup you know it's it, it, like i can't I can tell you like how many days I've been on set with that guy and how many directors he's kind of annoyed because he's very particular he's very very particular which is a great thing i mean you know when when you're when you're rushing like not so much but he's very very particular which is which is you know again like really great because you guys have a set and it's it's a set set right yeah and you know it's film school so you know we we want to experiment with stuff you know like you know yeah. yeah like people people are more like forgiving i guess maybe maybe it's maybe it's like you know i don't know if it's it's not necessarily ignorance but it's it's more like naivety i guess mm-hmm. it's like you know you're more willing to let things go cuz you want the project to be as perfect as possible yeah um he would take so much time on lighting but that in essence also taught me how to light mm-hmm. cuz you know i'd i'd like grip for him essentially and you know he'd tell me like here point this light over here point this light over here and, you know, it, it is like kind of those it is kind of a thing where I got to like firsthand see like an A, B, like what different types of lighting look like. Mm-hmm. And I would take that and also just apply it to my figure stuff as well. And I think that's kind of the most invaluable thing about like, I guess, my, my film school experience is that, you know, I I, I met all these people that kind of taught me how to do this stuff and you know the stuff that i didn't know was just kind of reinforced by mm-hmm. all these people as well um i wish i could say that the classes taught me stuff but i feel like just being on set in film school was really what yeah pushed me to learn stuff absolutely um i might have i might have like deviated off the original question no i
1: i can relate to that because i uh I wanted to start doing more production stuff, and so I started kind of PAing and hanging around a guy named Seth Worley. Do you know who he is? Uh, I don't. Uh, he works for a company called Red Giant. Um, oh, oh, yeah. he did all the short films for them. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those. I
0: might have at some point. They were kind
1: yeah, of, they were pretty popular, yeah. you know, six, seven years ago. But yeah, um, he lived in Nashville, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, originally. Oh, nice. And. Uh, Yeah, so just being on set and just seeing other directors direct, seeing other gaffers light, uh, you know, it's just so valuable.
0: Yeah, like it's, it's, I think that like, I mean, I guess maybe that that's kind of a theme of this conversation is that like, you can only do so much by yourself. Like, even if it's just being around other people, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, creativity is not just you. It's, you know, there's always influence somewhere. Yeah. Um, That's that's i think like the biggest thing i could always attribute something that i i have with my talents to mm. other people like i I like to think that i didn't i wasn't you know born on this earth with natural born talent is
1: you know oh man everybody's got uh something no, right. I,
0: <laughs> I mean i mean maybe but you know I, I i you know i i don't know maybe maybe that's just who i am but like i i never really saw myself like that it's it's yeah. always like i I always wanna to strive to be better than mm-hmm. what I was ten minutes ago or like yeah. a year ago. Right? That's good. So like, you know, I and I think that that's kind of maybe that maybe that's my talent, is just trying to be better. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you obviously know? you have your
1: own <laughs> you have interests and so you're attracted to those things and you have a good work ethic, so
0: yeah, at least I try.
1: Yeah, and um, I was just listening to uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. Ooh. He was interviewing Howard Stern. Oh, and, there we go. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually Howard Stern's first podcast he's ever done, which is really interesting. Wow. Um, but he talked about how like he would Howard would be in a room with like you know Jimmy Fallon and Lauren Michaels and Steve Martin, and he's like, I shouldn't be here. Like these guys are next level. Right. But like Conan was saying, we all feel that way. Like even people like Conan (laughs) O'Brien and Howard Stern, who are like for us, you know, celebrities and they're way, way, way ahead of where we, we are. Right. Like they still work really hard to do what they're doing. Like their success, even though they're naturally gifted, like
0: is mostly from hard work. Right. Cause you don't, you don't want to like take that, take that stuff for granted too. Right. Like I think I'm, I'm very, I was very fortunate to have a job lined up right after school to begin with um that's something that i never wanted to take for granted at all so straight out
1: of film school austin yeah
0: so um that whole story about when john um flew me out for that tryout Mm -hmm. um that was in april of like my graduating year so, like I mean I was already looking for jobs. Like yeah. John actually flew me out in the middle of a, a school week. So I had to actually like take a week <laughs> off school to did, do this. How
1: did Jonathan find you?
0: Um so he actually knew me through my tech content as well. Um one of my biggest videos on that channel before it switched to anime stuff was um I bought a Retina MacBook Pro, the first model of it that the came out in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and I reviewed it. Nice. And there were some, in, in his words, next-level shots in it. Nice. Um, you know, I, I tilted the tripod a little bit. It was, like, really weird, like, Inception-like for, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's cool. it for a laptop. Yeah. But he really liked... He saw something. Yeah, he saw something. And, you know, John, John is... John's, like, obviously, like, really talented. Like, he has a really particular eye for shots when it comes to his videos. And he, he was one of the first guys on it for cinematography way back in the day for for tech stuff yeah so that was really big for me when he commented on that video not only was i you know really you know proud of myself for that video but he uh him commenting on it actually made it one of my most viewed videos on that channel um and so that that also got me a, a twitter follow nice. so one of my friends um that uh that i knew way back in the day doing tech stuff he does video game stuff now he dm'd me on twitter and was like hey I don't, I don't know if you still follow jonathan morrison but he's looking for someone that's in southern california to hire for video stuff i'm like oh well i'm looking for a job sure i'll 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 hit him up yeah. and since i had him in dms already like hey perfect i mean I mean, that's not? how
1: i got you on
2: here yeah yeah no exactly
0: it, it works um hey t- i mean twitter is a really important networking tool i know no but because of that dm i i replied to jonathan i was like hey like i mean i'm not in california yet but i'm i'm looking for I'm, I'm looking for a job and i'm going to be out in la anyway yeah um like is this something that you might be interested in he's like yeah can you can you fly out next week and i'm like <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of a college student, so I I can't I can't exactly afford to fly out. No, and, he, and he's like, no, I, I mean, I'm gonna fly you out. I'm like, I,
2: I, oh, I, can, wow, I,
0: yeah. I can I can take a week off school. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm work working with these guys, and so like the day I get in, like the the video that they're working on is uh the 12 inch MacBook came out.
1: Oh, the brand new. The, yeah, the uh, um MacBook the, Nothing or the... the
0: MacBook Nothing. Yeah, yeah. the one the one port MacBook one, yeah. like that the first model of that. Um, and they were this is the first time they collabed with the What's Inside channel. Oh, cool. So they, like, literally the first errand that they make me run with the team is uh, we had to go to the Apple store and buy eight MacBooks. Oh, wow. And they were going to tear open one of them. And then the rest of them they were going to like use for reviews and stuff. And I'm like, already this is a really interesting day. <laughs> I, never thought, I never thought I'd be flying to California in the middle of April <laughs> to buy eight MacBooks, Yeah, tear open one of them. But I think like I, I think I think one of the reasons why that that day worked out so well and why I think I made a good impression was uh, something that RIT taught me in the program uh while well, I was it there was hey if you if you're going out for like a job trial like you go out for a job trial like you make sure that you know you're 100% like mm-hmm. show off your work ethic like make sure that they know that you're you're there to work yeah, and literally, like while I was there, not only was I running the errands, but I was like running sound. Like, I I took point on on things that were outside my yeah. Call of Duty, or at least what what they had asked me to do. I just was like, hey, do you want me to do anything? Do you want me to record sound? Like, is there anything I can help with? And they're like, yeah and sure, austin was there yeah and Austin was there you Obviously. know watching it too he was
1: like hmm, yeah i yeah. need to hire someone yeah no,
0: exactly <laughs> you know and it, like you know i did things like you know once they were done shooting like i'd, I'd clean up the set you know just mm. reset everything back like they they that was uh, like when they came to talk to me uh after the first day they were like that was the one thing they were surprised about was the fact that i was actually like cleaning up the set wow at the end yeah you know, you know it, i mean it, do you still do that I wish I could say I was more on top of it. <laughs> you know, I, say, I, say, I say I don't want to take things for granted, but that, that, maybe that's one of the things I take for granted. That's one of the things that Wesley yells at me about because he he's uh, not only our lighting and color guy, but also our set manager. So, and he's like, put away your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Put the table back where it's supposed to be. I'm like, but it's... But that was what I did when I
1: was applying for my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just no
0: it, it's it, it's one of those things where, you know, I look back and I'm like yeah it's it, just the littlest things can yeah. make a huge difference for totally. you know your life essentially yeah <laughs> you know,
1: so, so let's get into nitty-gritty youtube yeah. stuff no let's I us do love it. it and you're way ahead of where i am. you're dealing with things that i i can't imagine where we just hit 60,000 subs you know right like well, i'm working well, my butt i off. mean good for you though i mean <laughs> you're still pushing
0: through thanks man yeah, yeah it's been a year so you know dude, 60,000 in a year that yeah. that's great really i mean look like to put
1: things into context... We like, should have hit 100 by the end of the year, so...
0: That, no, really, congrats on that. Because, like, we, we have a new channel called This Is. Um, and we started that in October, officially. Mm-hmm. And we just hit, I think, around 140,000 subscribers. Nice. You know, that's, that's with Austin's influence. Yeah. Um, you know, with you guys, you know, like you guys i'm guessing you just like started from the yeah, ground up just yeah. just did it you know because you wanted <laughs> yeah. to that's legit yeah and, it's, and it looks like you're you know you're, you're making your rounds and making connections with all bunches of people which is awesome that's good to hear. as you should be doing you know <laughs> and youtube is all all about networking yeah that, that's is. really
1: that that's literally half the job we're i feel like it's a completely different kind of thing than traditional film and oh, uh, entertainment in general because like If if you're doing well, I'm doing well. Yeah. And it's I've I've noticed that the community of YouTubers in general, like especially maybe we're lucky with our niche, but like at least in the tech space, everybody is really supportive of everybody.
0: Yeah, and I mean, especially you know, like when you're around like-minded people, I mean, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. When you're around like-minded people, you know, you you all more or less have the same goal. Like you you know, I, I think everyone wants everyone to do well, right? Yeah. Especially like you know with a. You know, I still think of YouTube as like kind of like tighten it, yeah. Like or at least like with communities, you always they always tend to, you know. You know, have like a small group. You 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 always see the same people at events and stuff. The the Sony
1: event. I think my one of my favorite parts of that Sony a sixty four hundred event. By the way, we you know we were super lucky. We got to go to Catalina, which is a island. Oh my god, Uh, it was was a lot of fun. And they they fed us well. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, My favorite part though was the boat ride back from from the island back to Long Beach. Yeah. And it was like, you know, an hour and a half and everybody on the boat at that point was kind of loose cuz had some drinks. Maybe we had good good time the the work part is over. And like I just got to bounce around and talk to all these YouTubers yeah. that I've seen, I've never been able to meet. And we all just everybody was just equal no matter what your subscriber base was it doesn't matter like i got to talk to I Justine and sam sheffer and right like, all these people craig adams got to talk to him I really love him and yeah um it was just really cool and like it felt like wow i'm a part of this community and everybody's yeah it, chill
0: i think it's especially with youtubers because everyone was at that point right like everyone mm-hmm. started out from you know being really small and mm-hmm. you know for the big guys you know they obviously they they're at where they're at now it's it's a kind of thing of like yeah you know like they know so like you know you always want to like you always want to meet someone that's bigger than you but then especially with the YouTubers whenever I met someone that's bigger than me they're always you know they weren't big bigger than you personality wise yeah. they're you know they're like maybe they were a little more confident but like they they're you know just as accommodating and nice you know and like yeah. you know to have conversation with you it's it was every experience that I've had with big YouTubers has always been like, you know, more humble than I, yeah. you know, well, thought. it's,
1: it's a humble job in a way, because like when you talk to a normal, I hate saying normal person, but somebody right. that isn't a YouTuber, uh, and they're like, so what do you do for work? Well, I'm a, I have a YouTube channel. and It's like, what? How do you You, make money? Yeah. That's always the first question, right? How do you make money with that? Yeah, it's... Well, uh, so what? Like people, you get ad revenue? Well, not really. I mean, yes, but that's not how I make my money. Do you sell your
0: soul to (laughs) a company? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way that right now, currently, you know, Squarespace and uh, Storyblocks ad reads are the best way to make money. Right, yeah. Uh, You know, I don't know what the level is
0: for you guys
2: with ads and stuff.
0: For us, you know, we're like, you know people will will have their opinions of this but we kind of toe the line between you know working with brands directly that we also talk about editorially so it's 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 something that you know we we something that that we're really that we try to stay on top on no matter how many people will think otherwise is we always disclose the ad Mm. um Whenever we do one, because you know we're we're not afraid to say, hey, like you're you're watching something that someone paid for. Like mm-hmm. if if we were afraid of that, then you know we probably wouldn't really be where we are now. Yeah, like we like the FTC would probably you know knock you know knock our door down and <laughs> yeah. you know arrest us right yeah like that, <laughs> i don't know about that but <laughs> well, or they'll throw slap us with a heavy fine or something i don't know but you know you know you know if you know if it didn't disclose that the hue lights ad was a
1: <laughs> was an ad yeah, no, like, you're it, under it, arrest
0: yeah <laughs> for the hue lights I mean, like they're just in the background. <laughs> they didn't pay us as we're cashing the checks. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, no. It, it's it's a kind of thing of you know where we always disclose the ad. We're not trying yeah. to deceive people, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, Austin has a business that he wants to grow and he has his aspirations for where he wants his company to be. Like we, we're always in that mindset of, I mean, for as big as YouTube is for us, you know, it's not. It's probably not our end goal. Mm -hmm. Like you know, we we wanna we wanna like expand to other things. You know, like I mean, this is it's not nothing super specific, but you know, maybe like what what if tomorrow, like you know, we're producing like a Netflix show or or like an Amazon show or something, or you know, just just something generally bigger than the productions that we do now. Yeah, you know, we we don't necessarily think of ourselves as a huge production company, and I don't think we're really at that point yet. But I think it's not totally crazy to think that we can be in that position at some point in our journey. And I think it's good to have the groundwork laid for that. And as a result, you know, I think Austin's always in that mindset of, you know, if we have the opportunity to, you know, make money here and there to, you know, save up for, you know, those big moves that we might want to do one day. Yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of hard to say no to some of the stuff that's out there yeah. and I think we've been way better about it because like obviously the audience is not going to take you know, they, they don't want they don't want Austin to be you know a, a proxy speaker for you know for a brand yeah um, so we've been we've been better about that and making sure that you know we're not overdoing it um, but you know it, it, it's just something that you know we have to do yeah, so yeah. now what's cool is that the sponsored videos are paving way for more interesting like creative content Mm -hmm. that's different from what we normally do so like maybe maybe the 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 brand spot that we're doing that pays like x amount of dollars can go towards a really cool project yeah put that in a budget for yeah yeah, no exactly yeah i mean it could it couldn't it could make for a very interesting um you know side thing like for example um, like again, we have that second channel this is, and we've been actively trying to grow that this is has not been monetized for like the longest time because it's it was just a new channel
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and you know we were still experimenting with it um it it by no means was profitable i think it's it's pretty close to profitable now, which is nice. Um, but, you know, that's time and resources, you know, yeah. th- taken away from the main channel to work on our side project. Is that
1: an exit strategy for Austin?
0: Um, it's not, an, I wouldn't call it an exit strategy, but it's, you know, it's just running things parallel, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just another thing, you know, so that... He doesn't have his name on it. He doesn't have his name on it, exactly. So he
1: can, it can be somebody else. It
0: can be someone else, but I, I think we're we're still trying to make it primarily Austin because obviously he has the fan base.
1: Thumbnails, you mentioned that yeah. you do all the thumbnails. I'm a thumbnail nerd. I just would love to hear your overall theory. What do you find works best? What are some of the things that you do to make your thumbnail so successful? So, so let's talk about like, let's say Austin has a, a new video coming yeah. out about the new Google Pixel 3a, right? Okay. Um, go, you know, make a thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> what's your process?
0: So I guess my, my first thought is like, the first thing I usually ask Austin is what's the title? Mm-hmm. like what are we focusing on because at the end of the day like i feel like it has to at least accompany the video in some way like it doesn't have to necessarily match up with the title because it could also obviously allude to something in the video yeah but usually the title is a good indicator of so the where google to go.
1: pixel 3a is the best deal phone of the year something like that yeah
0: so right? then then my next thought is okay so yeah what, what how can i complement that or at the very least Sometimes it doesn't even have to necessarily apply. Like, my first thought is, like, I would put, like, a dollar sign next to, like, a picture of a pixel, right? Yeah. That's my first thought. But Austin doesn't like text and thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a trend with that, too, where I've
1: heard that YouTube's, like, scanning the thumbnails. And if there is text, it's not. Oh, yeah.
0: Is that true? (laughs) So um, I'm going to deviate a little bit for just the hot sec. But, like, Austin came back from the YouTube Creator Summit in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was, like, a week or two ago. And he came back to me. and Was like, "This blew my mind. Everyone blew my mind." Because he he talked to like like um, he talked to a bunch of like people that work on the back end of stuff. And yeah. basically,
1: the that's why going to those is so valuable. Yeah, because and- you're like, "Oh, what do you do? I'm an engineer at YouTube." Exactly. Well, well Okay, tell me everything. Yeah, no,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: he's like he's like he's like drinking at the guy uh, drinking with the guy at a bar, and he's like, you know, he has his phone on the side, like typing up notes. <laughs> you know, and yeah, Austin was telling me like, yeah, they, obviously, like they have. Algorithms for everything, but it goes in so deep. They look at you know how clickbaity the the, the thumbnail is. Like, is it like bright? You know, like oh. <laughs> you know, like like it's like little things that you don't really think about. Yeah, like text. um If you go to like titles, it's like you know, all, it, it it sees that it's all caps. It's like okay, like how much are you trying to and It'll like weigh everything. Right? You know, like it. it That's all new. Is yeah, that, the algorithm it? is like really intricate. I mean, and they it's, don't it's tell impressive. us. They don't tell us which you know. It's makes it will, kind of fun, though. You no, know, people will complain about it, but the thing is, is that like, if the system was the same all the time, yeah, like you cheat it, yeah, you can cheat it. Like, and it's tough because obviously yeah. it does. It does. It, it, I have a friend that's
1: a family vlogger. All of his comments are disabled now because of that right. recent controversy.
0: It's like you know, obviously they they there are a lot of people that that are angry at YouTube for a lot of things, and you know, there's some things that are that are warranted, right? Sure. but. There are a lot of things that I think people need to give them credit for. Like that, the algorithm for as much as people will complain about. I actually genuinely think that half the time videos don't do well is because maybe the video isn't good or at the very least it wasn't pushed well enough. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, it it, it's, it, it, kinda, it, frustrates me, it frustrates me a bit sometimes whenever I see like a viral tweet of like, my video is just not doing well. You know, like, why am I not getting any views, you know, at YouTube creators, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I look at the video, I'm like, the the thumbnail's like not great. The title's not great. Like, the video's like 40 minutes long, but there's like two minutes of substance. Like, (laughs) what what were you expecting, you know? (laughs) It's like, it's not to say that that, that's, uh, you know, a case for everyone, but. Sure. But. It takes hard work, man. No, like, YouTube is a game. Yeah. as you, as you as you mentioned it, it it's absolutely a game and that's kind of the thing that we like to play you know and you know a huge huge part of that is the thumbnails yeah it's something that uh that Austin taught me um day 1 when, whenever he uh taught like he, whenever he taught me like the the guidelines of like like how he made thumbnails and like what he expects out of them is he he went to photoshop um and command minus like, all the way to, like, super, super, super small thumbnail size. Like, even smaller than, like, actual thumbnail size. And and he told me, like, if you can't make out what the thumbnail is at that size, it's not a good thumbnail. (laughs) And that's something I never really thought of before. It's like, people are... You can make the best-looking thumbnail in the world, like, visually. It can be visually striking. You can, like, post it on Twitter and be, like, super happy about it. But if it doesn't read good as a YouTube thumbnail what's the point you know Yeah. um and so it, it's it's just that kind of thing of like mm-hmm. if i if i have to do things like put text or like you know a dollar sign next to pixel 3a in a mm-hmm. thumbnail the my first thought is yeah like is this just gonna look good small and half the time you know maybe i i, I triple or quadruple check myself and half the time I'm like no this just doesn't work yeah um so usually I just keep it simple. That mm-hmm. that's, that's usually my my mindset is, you know, simple color in the yeah. background. Um, maybe maybe a little bit of flair. Like I can mm. artificially make something look out of focus. So just like smooth the background a little bit. Um, Have you ever looked at movie
1: posters and how... I think I, saw, I read an article or something. There's literally like six movie posters and that's about it. When you really think about it, it's like an action movie is uh characters faces with the character running right uh you know there's I never actually noticed actually like, i never really thought about it's it it's like the the profile and them looking back you know different things like that there's uh if you just go on google and look up like <laughs> um movie poster design right like there's seriously no matter what movie it is there's a formula of like six
0: or seven yeah i guess it is things. part of like a visual language like people yeah. people understand what they're looking at mm-hmm when they see, you know, a particular pose. Yep. It, I mean, it makes sense. And I think that that's kind of the the cool thing about playing the game is that, like, ultimately, sometimes, like, not necessarily co- you have to copy people, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the method might have to be, hey, like, this is how things are going. Yeah. Might have to, like, follow it, like, write a trend for a hot second just yeah. to maybe make something work.
1: Like, I, we switched from really sexy product shots to now my face is in everything.
0: Right. You know? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good idea, actually, because that's something that Austin's actually playing around with recently is one of the strategies that we're trying next is um, we're going with multiple titles and thumbnails for videos and A-being them on the fly because the most important statistic right now for Austin is um the click-through rate mm-hmm. and impression. So basically, how many people are seeing the, the the video on their feed, and how many people are actually clicking on the video based on how appealing it is? Yeah, because if YouTube, you know, if YouTube throws your video at like like all of the people that are subscribed to your channel, and people have the video in their feed, but no one's clicking on it. That only tells YouTube no one's interested in this video, so we're just going to show it on less feeds. Yeah. So... So you want more click-through. You want more click-through. So basically what Austin's trying to do is workshop a bunch of titles and thumbnails. So what, within 48 hours? Within... Well... The timing, is, the, the timing we're still playing around with because he's, he's been starting to think about this only like this week and last week. <laughs> this, well, is yeah, it, this, this is literally after this Creator is, Summit. He, some like, good high-level YouTube stuff. Yeah, man. no, like his mind is literally blown after all of this. So he's literally just like, hey, like I need two thumbnails and like three thi- three titles for this video. Um, and so far, like... It'd be we, nice if YouTube had it built in, where you could just do that.
1: You could upload three options, and then they cycle through it for I think you. That's,
0: that's, I think that's feedback that people are actually giving them, because a, like a lot of the bigger YouTubers, essentially, are, are um, a lot are of the bigger this. YouTubers recently are, are doing that manually, manually. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, too that um, that apparently is in the works is that they're going to start showing in the new Creator Studio, um, real time impressions. So you can see if a title and thumbnail is just genuinely not working and you can, you can kind of gauge to see, Hey, is this like, if this is not working, maybe I should just change the title and thumbnail. Yeah. Um, that like, apparently like when they announced that at the creator summit, uh, also telling me that like everyone literally stood <laughs> up and cheered yeah, were, like you know like uh, youtubers are are all about statistics the the one thing that people don't really think about you know if you yeah. if you don't really know much about youtube everyone cares about the statistics because yeah. it's important it is and it's our yeah.
1: job like
0: yeah like, yeah real-time I'm... impressions
1: yeah <laughs> i've uh I'm, i met um um snazzy labs oh Uh, quinn's awesome i met quinn uh, a couple weeks ago Love that guy and we've uh, he follows me on twitter now we kind of dm off and on you should have him on here i should yeah i would love to and uh he was saying that uh on his channel he's able to see now um, I don't have this analytic because I'm not big enough yet, but right. he's able to see it, and I guess you guys do too. You can actually see where people maybe pause the video or like go back and rewatch something. You,
0: sh- you should be a- you should be able to.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So it's. Um... <coughs> So, for example, for him, he does a, a mid-roll ad read or something. Right. And he'll see people skip it, but he makes his ad read like nine seconds. Right. And so they miss the first second of when they come back. And so they actually go back. Go they back. Up, they end up watching the oh, whole they, ad.
0: Oh, so he sees a little <laughs> spike up. At,
1: it's like yeah. down and up. And like, Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's really interesting. But no... no it's, I think it's different than just the spikes. It's literally like you can see where people go back. Right. Well. So.
0: So uh, I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's looking at a different thing, but I mean, YouTube for the longest time has had um, retention. Yeah. So when I don't know, yeah, may, I may, may, maybe yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he does have a different thing because like basically. You know when people he says re- it's a new feature. So. Oh, interesting. Yes, maybe yeah. it is different. You can like, literally see live, like where people pause, rewind. Interesting. Then huh, then. Yeah. I might have to ask him about that. But like you know, <laughs> even, even with the old like retention system, like the mm-hmm. easiest way to see when someone rewinds is, you know. If if there is a spike somewhere, obviously you know there's more viewership there, and it's it's not like people are going to start the video at like you know yeah. like halfway in for a random reason. Well, I do so. that
1: for DP Review TV because mm-hmm. every time Jordan from Camera Store TV talks
0: about his stuff, I right. just like all right, I'm gonna skip
1: until the video section. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I
0: do, I do, I yeah, I, I, I you know it's, it, it's actually funny because I I didn't even realize that they had a whole like switch up yeah. Camera Store TV from and Camera and, Store to yeah. DP yeah. Review. Yeah, because I. I look, I went to camera store TV and I'm like, huh, these are not the same guys. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Chris Nichols and Jordan Drake. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. No, I no their, their, their stuff was like really, really good.
1: So yeah. So you, you basically, you blur the background maybe a little bit, you pop the colors, you make, keep it simple. Yeah. Keep his face in it.
0: Uh, yeah. There's always one that has his face on it and one that doesn't have his, okay. Have his face. Okay. On
1: so it. now you're a being that. Yeah. We're a being that. Cool. Cause sometimes I, you know get lucky and have a beautiful product shot right and i'm like man this this is really pretty right but i know the algorithm likes faces so here's a really kind of lame picture of my face well so the the cool (laughs) thing is
0: like if you do ever go through with making the channel your name Mm -hmm. um the the reason why austin wants to start with the one with his face is because we always assume that the first people that will watch our videos are the ones that are subscribed to us. Yeah. So they know it's our video when they see his face on it. Once the subscriber wave leaves, they might not necessarily care about Austin specifically anymore. So then at that point we'll switch to the, the shot of, you know, just the product on its own.
1: So you're talking maybe a week later, two weeks later?
0: Not even. Like, sometimes maybe even 48 hours after. Because okay. by then, most of our views have just stabilized at that yeah. point. Um, it's interesting because uh, Austin was talking to a big YouTuber. I won't mention him by name. But he was talking about how he he has people working titles and thumbnails like actively on each video. Wow. And not they'll not only do this for videos that are just coming out, but they'll even retroactively try to boost videos just by doing title and thumbnails wow. for his channel and other channels that they oversee as well. Wow! And for one of the channels in particular, and I forget the specific statistics, but it was like an 18,000 subscriber channel getting like no views on a video. And the guy basically reworked one title and one thumbnail and you you leave the tags alone and everything just i don't know about the tags but i wouldn't even say that they're as important in this scenario like literally he just made the video more appealing for the people that are looking for it and i don't know what the video is specifically even but apparently like they they you know made it super optimized for the algorithm and the video that was at like, like a couple thousand views like in a matter of like a month had like 8 million views. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I, I wish I knew what the video was. Yeah. But pa- like, is, I mean, title and thumbnail is important. Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to say, you know, go clickbait because that doesn't necessarily work either. But if you can find, you know, yeah the sweet spot, like the right recipe for it, Mm-hmm. It can make the video like really big, yeah. As much as it can, you know, make it not successful. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this because <coughs> this is really fun for me because mm-hmm. I I don't get to talk to people who are in a similar situation right. that are ahead. So uh, I, for example, last week the Osmo Action came out. Oh man! And I tweeted you. You were like, oh man, it looks like something's going on in my feed, and it was like all the LG phone. Yeah. And I was like, wait for tomorrow. And you're like, oh, I don't know if you knew, but like the next day it was all Osmo action. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I,
0: I literally saw it because I, you were alluding to it. I'm like, oh man, I, I guess I'm watching my my sub feed tomorrow. <laughs> Sure enough, and, oh my God, yeah, my feed was all awesome action, which is great because like i'm I'm interested in the camera, it, yeah. it looks really good, yeah, <laughs> um but it, so this is something that um what actually,
1: happens so so the, let's let's frame this for yeah. people who maybe aren't familiar, and uh, you are totally a part of this, and so am I. Yeah, you're given a product a month in advance or yeah. maybe even longer or shorter. It doesn't matter. You're given a product you know it's gonna hit, it's really popular, right. everybody wants to know about it. There's an embargo attached to that. At this time on this day is the fir- is the only time you can announce it. Right. So what does everybody do? They, they wait till five minutes before the embargo and go live. Right. Right. So actually, so <laughs> so.
0: this is something that we experience, and I like I, I like you. So you're probably you subscribed s- to a lot of tech people, right? Yeah. Same. So something that you might have seen is uh, this is the One Plus Seven. Yeah. Pro. Um. Uh-huh. Literally, he's holding it
2: in his hand. For I'm audio holding listeners.
0: It. If people are, uh, if for for the video viewers, there there's the. Uh, Ooh, the blue yes. um it's also dead because it's. this is in my uh this has been in my pocket for the past couple of days and i haven't charged it uh, <laughs> um that'll happen <laughs> it'll it'll happen um but literally like tw- like 20 people yeah uploaded their videos all at the same time and you know it's on one hand it's like it's cool that a company like OnePlus is you know they're gracious enough to Give their phones to even like small tech reviewers. It's mm. cool that they wanted to get the phone out there, so they gave it to everyone to try mm. out. It's a very smart marketing move for them. For the YouTuber, it's it depends on I guess what your expectations are, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, do you if you if you just want to make a really good review, then then great. Like, you have a phone. If you you know you're if, and there's some buzz behind it. So. Yeah. No. Exactly. But it, also, if it's you know your livelihood you know you, you know the the videos didn't really get many views across yeah. even many big it's, channels it's cuz it's
1: uh, completely watered down by everyone else yeah
0: i mean look like the, the reality is that you know there you know there are big tech tech YouTubers out there like obviously like bigger than Austin too mm-hmm. and you know they will go to them for phone reviews and then after that you know that's that that's all they watch. You know they they don't want to see anything else because they they have the information. And it's it's not it's not to say anything negative about those guys. And they're good at what they do. But I think what this means for for us, is like like even for Austin, is people go to Marquez for phone reviews. Yeah. You know that 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 that's his thing. For Austin, it's like I mean, people people will go to him for phone reviews. I mean, our, I'm not going to say our OnePlus video I didn't do. get views. Yeah, I watched right? all the, the well, thank reviews. You. Yeah,
2: thank you.
1: It's hey, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when there's
1: when there uh, when when it shows up on my feed, at least.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll I'll, I'll leave it to the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's a kind of thing of you know I'm, we we never blame the viewer for anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's always it's always on us mm-hmm. if a video doesn't perform the way we want it to then that means we have to do something else and yeah. it's for the OnePlus. we knew this was going to happen yeah but we still did it anyway like just a straightforward review just <laughs> a straightforward review of the phone yeah and so, so that's it, why like
1: when when we've done it anytime we've done a comparison to something else that performs better we'll, we'll post two videos usually right. during those embargoes uh, so, for example, DJI Osmo versus GoPro, no-brainer. Right. And then one that's just a full review. The, right. Uh, the full review has 30,000 views. The com- GoPro comparison is about to hit 100. You oh, know? well, there so, you go. So, like, <coughs> that <coughs> alone is like, okay, well, you know, I Justine isn't doing a flat-out detailed nerdy rev- comparison. Right. She's doing a review right. with maybe a little comparison thrown in. Yeah. So you kind of have to be a little bit different. Right?
0: Yeah, we have to be a little bit different. And the thing is that it's hard because especially when there are so many phones out there, it's like sometimes, you know, even the this, this, the outliers, you know, there are a bunch of people doing those too. So it's it's almost like we, we almost contemplate like, do we even just make a OnePlus video and just put it in something else? Mm. You know, like, do we really think outside the box and maybe, I don't know, like make like a really yeah maybe like a really big phone comparison like at like you know down the line like maybe like a mid-year phone thing or even just like if we just feature it in something Mm -hmm. like uh an explainer about phones or something you know like there are ways to to, you know take advantage of the the of the phone that they gave to us yeah but i think it's it's just a thing of like we we shouldn't be bound to the things that we normally mm. do, especially if other people are going to do it too because it's just not going to work well for us. Although
1: I think too though in the short term that's absolutely true but in the long term that's an evergreen product that like, you know, that OnePlus review for the next year people will... Right. They'll be discovering it when they're
0: sh- phone shopping. That's only the hope. You know? And I think that like luckily for, for us and I, th- I think part of the reason why we were okay making the video despite you know, a slight expectation that it might not do well is that long-term people do look out for that video. Mm. So, I mean, right now it's still too early to tell honestly, because yeah. the phone just came out. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. And I, but I think it's, it's just the kind of thing of like, I think Austin's always thinking in the now and, you know, I, I can't really blame him. Sometimes I do the same.
1: We're trying. He's he's trying to pay him his employees. Right.
0: No. Exactly. So we. I mean, the other thing too is that we always we try to keep as much momentum as possible. We don't want to. We yeah. don't want to make one video that all of a sudden you know doesn't get as many views as we want and you know kills that vibe or kills mm-hmm. the momentum. So I think it's it's just you know playing the cards right. But you know, I, I guess sometimes you just can't always have yeah. the right hand right. So or, I mean, what,
1: so what do you think though? Like about this this question of like the embargo situation, everybody posts a review at once. Like I think it's, it's, should you do it? Should you
0: not? It's, I think in terms of, well, I think, uh, do you mean, do, uh, do you mean like for the company to release it to everyone at once? Or do you think like for for the creator, for the creator releasing on embargo, I think kind of depends. I think for like, like I think for smaller channels, it it probably doesn't matter so much. In fact, it's probably better to get your opinion out there anyway, mm-hmm. um, because well, I it's got a hot discovered. Yeah, because it's a hot product, and maybe someone will come from a larger video. Maybe your video might get recommended from a larger video, which yeah. like is definitely super helpful. For for bigger guys, I think because expectations already set, and like your competition's, you know like it's super important and big like i that one's a little tougher it, i think it's it's definitely a case-by-case scenario like <laughs> I, I almost feel like for the OnePlus, we should have like asked our friends like hey who has it who has it who has it what video are you doing and then you know just kind of play it yeah played by ear but yeah I, I think it really just depends honestly like it, there, yeah. there's no like once size spit all answer for that
1: yeah because when the next iPhone comes out, you have
0: yeah. to. Do, you have to. Oh do. yeah, no, like it's a no brainer. <clears throat> there yeah. are there are key products in the year that we always look out for. or key companies that we always look out for in the year that we always have to cover. Mm-hmm. There are the the Samsung galaxies that come out. There are yeah the iPhones. Yeah, the, that stuff because people are watching it regardless, and it's as as you uh, said before evergreen. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we kind of have to do it, but also because there are almost a guaranteed set of eyeballs on there that also means you know Mm -hmm. that that's our time to play around a bit yeah one thing one of the things that we did uh i guess it's two years ago at this point is the uh the iphone is the iphone 10 uh is iphone 10 worth it yeah um and that was a really big video for us not because it it like did like super well or blew up or anything but because that was the first video that we mastered in HDR for YouTube.
1: Oh cool.
0: Um I wish I could go into the technicals of it but I I wasn't on that front. I I kind of just did the producing on it. Mm-hmm. But um but Wesley our color guy put a lot of work into researching how the hell HDR even works for yeah. YouTube. We actually had to go back and forth between YouTube engineers to fix their HDR. Really? And yeah, like we we were actually the reason why they pushed out an update on Pixel 1's to fix YouTube HDR on those wow. phones. Um, which was a really interesting conversation because Wes was apparently emailing the guy at like 2 in the morning or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From Google?
0: Yeah. Um, but it's really. It was a really neat thing because, like, it, it's something that not many people have done before. Like, YouTube had had done like internal tests with, like, like you know, or, or they did like, like, um, like small tests with like other sure. YouTube channels just to like see what it looked like and you just search HDR and
1: you find a bunch of nature videos. And it, stuff, it,
0: exactly. Yeah. But I. The cool thing is that for us, like that, like our HDR video is and i think it might still be the most viewed hdr video on people YouTube. are like
1: hey i got a new hdr tv i'm gonna go watch a video yeah
0: and then there it is <laughs> yeah well not even that i mean it, just my just virtue of it being an iphone video i don't, I don't yeah. know i don't think the hdr aspect actually okay. really pitched in that much okay. into the views if i if i had to really think about it
2: never mind but you know so it, cool though
0: no but it, it's interesting because it's just something that not many people in our space did and we were able yeah. to experiment like we shot it all on on our red with mm-hmm. anamorphics we got master anamorphics nice. we rented them uh, we Ooh, we, we, we got an Airbnb beach house and, like, you know, just went to town shooting, right? Yeah. Like, that was a really interesting. I've really seen
1: stressful... that video. Now that you say that, I remember seeing it, and I was like, this isn't their set. Yeah. I was is, like, is this Austin's house? Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> dang, like, man. That, was, that was a lot. That, that, was, that was a very common question. Yeah. The other common question that we got on that video was, why did my phone screen go really bright all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: So when you play it back on on mobile i don't know if it does it on iphones but it definitely does it on, on android phones that are hdr capable uh-huh. when you play the video it has to play um in hdr spec so it has to bump up the brightness okay. of the phone so it, it forces your phone to
2: yeah, change the brightness exactly yeah
0: so like when when you're when you're watching it in uh, hdr 10 on on like a samsung like galaxy s9 or 10 like if you if you have like low brightness and you you know you're watching it in bed, you, you turn on the HDR, you turn on the HDR video, all of a sudden like like, oh. you guys blinded me! Like why did my phone turn bright all of a sudden? Like people thought we were hacking their phones. That's
1: like, kind of cool though.
0: You yeah, know it's it's interesting and you know like we went through like a week of coloring that thing just to you know figure out like West made, made made like like transform LUTs to. Uh, see what the HDR would look like in SDR because we didn't have an HDR monitor. So do you
1: upload just one file and then they they com- they uh, convert it themselves <laughs> to
0: SDR? So or, uh, I have to... Whatever. It's been a while since we've done it, but...
1: Oh, so it's not from... something you've continued to do, really?
0: No, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not really viable for us because we, we edit in final cut and we don't we don't round trip for color or anything mm-hmm. we don't go into like davinci resolve and and do a post color we, do you guys we use have
1: color finale or do you use we, it just a built-in stuff now
0: we used color finale initially but so the cool thing is that wes pre-built looks for us um with lutz um and we shoot everything in um in log so like when we're in the studio everything's already like yeah you know preset so we don't have to yeah, really touch anything yeah it's literally the perfect setup. Um, but Wes is also a color genius. So like what he did was he set up a general LUT for us for even like when we go outside, like based on like all of our different lenses and stuff, like he has, like I could show you the Google drive folder later, but he literally has like like hundreds of lots just like very specific very specific This
1: lens this camera
0: daytime exactly like this this flavor of s log you know like it wow yeah he's he's very detailed again like very (laughs) meticulous which is great
1: that's the perfect job for him exactly exactly
0: but um you're a buffer for austin so you receive all the tech you yeah you you understand that and then austin's like so
1: what's going on uh it's gonna look good yeah my my job my job is to
0: like 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 yeah, like be the middleman for that it also kind of tame Wes a little bit. But the thing is that like Wes is a super talented dude and you know when when you when you diffuse him a bit, you know, obviously you, you take away from from that experience a bit and you know what he can possibly do. Yeah. So it's just, you know, trying to balance the, that balance that out because you
1: want the best work right exactly yeah but so you also got to put a video up yeah once a week exactly <laughs> so i mean we've
0: we worked for we worked together for the for literally the past five years through yeah. college and here so i mean yeah i i, I, I pretty know, much pretty know well. at this point yeah, yeah. but um for to answer your question about hdr and how the filing works so if i remember correctly wes is probably gonna watch this and be like no he's wrong <laughs> but if i remember correctly so at the very least like the, the the parts that are definitely for sure so we actually you actually upload videos in mkv format okay enough. so you, you use that container the reason is because um in the container you not only um have the video file but you also have um the transform metadata for sdr and hdr on there oh, cool. so youtube knows if the source that you're watching it from is, not, or the the screen that you're watching it on is not HDR or is yeah. HDR, and it'll it'll adjust accordingly.
1: So it'll choose whichever. Yes. Uh, so it basically has a LUT for
0: both. Exactly. So what that also means is that he has to grade for HDR, but also for SDR. And if you know what's up, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely worth seeing. But if you know if not, then you know it's not really worth the effort yeah. to. To make it otherwise. So
1: okay, so um, I have another question here. I've been yeah, I've I've been wanting to talk to you about this because uh, you're in it with Austin and and I would throw Austin in with Jonathan and with Marquez mm-hmm. and with whoever else you want to throw in there for the like high level production when it comes to tech reviews. Yeah, and it's I don't know if that was because of Marquez or if that was because of Jonathan. I don't know who the originator of it is of shooting on a red for a youtube video um
0: (laughs) well you know the answer to that question real quick is um so marquez was 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 who's was on c100 i know that yeah forever i think he's the guy that really pushed the red for everyone yeah like like once he got the red he was like okay i think i think everyone should start getting red
1: everybody I mean, I sh- have been shooting on red f- since the beginning, <coughs> you know, with a Scarlet, with the original Epic, right. uh, I've shot an Alexa as a director, but I think just standard, like most people like, yeah, but for YouTube, you could just shoot on a 5d, like nobody cares. Right. And it, it wasn't until I guess Marquez that people really were, were like, okay, maybe there's a reason for it. Yeah. And I do think there still is a sports car mentality of it, of like,
0: Oh yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. why are you shooting on a red? Look, because like look, at, yeah it's like you know <laughs> we we have the means you know yeah. why not why not yeah, you it's know fun. have it looks the gear better. That matches right
1: and even if it's only 5 or 10% better like it is right 5 or 10% better
0: <laughs> yeah i mean but uh, it makes the job easier at least
2: right but
1: my Basically, what I'm getting to is uh, there's this YouTube kind of educator guy named Roberto Blake, and he says uh, he's like part of the Vid Summit, mm. you know, VidCon kind of crew of people who educate YouTubers. Right. He says there's a level of acceptable, uh, was it, uh, the threshold of acceptable quality is where you should be as a YouTuber. The threshold of acceptable quality. Because That's it's more... Because I know, right? <laughs> because he, he says it's better to be more consistent than to be focused on perfecting your image and only doing one video a month versus acceptable quality and putting one out a week or whatever. Right. And so, but I do think there is an exception to that rule maybe in our niche and i sp- i have i've have definitely been on the receiving end on my channel which is a camera channel which is even more niche right of like okay everybody who's watching this are people who are professional photographers or filmmakers mm-hmm. if like i if i don't shoot and upload in 4k like i've been uploading on accident honestly for the last couple of weeks in 1080 right uh and people are like why isn't this 4k you right know? and uh you know if my audio is terrible, uh, they're like, I hear some like noise in your audio, like what's going on. So (laughs) like we're in a weird niche, but like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, do you truly think that like, if you got rid of the reds, if you got rid of the perfect lighting and just took Austin and you guys just created a compelling piece of content that had good content value, right but the production level was gone you shot on an iPhone or a 5D would you still be able to get the views would you still be able to grow a channel professionally or do you think in a way the the swagger and the crispness and the and the the you know polish right. that you have is part of the reason why you've had success
0: yeah that that's a that's a tough one because i think it, I think it's it's kind of it's kind of weighted for sure, definitely based on the area, right? Like, I mean, there are a lot of vloggers that you know they. I mean, Dobrik shoots on an A D D, and right, he's a <clears throat> multimillionaire, right? And like, like. Doesn't, like, PewDiePie, like, not upload in, like, 1080 even? Like, doesn't he, like, upload in, like, 720? Yeah. I mean, he
1: uses a camcorder. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: granted, you know, he's, like, like the most subscribed, like, individual YouTuber, right? Like, but...
1: But, the, like, in H3, you know, they shoot 1080. Right. But he edits it's, very heavily. I don't know. It's...
0: It's tough, though, because...
1: So then I then mean, you look at our niche and all the top people are doing high-level
0: yeah, production. I think for, for us, because, you know, we talk about a lot of the cutting-edge tech, I mean, especially for you, you talk about cameras. It, it you know, we it, it, it doesn't really look good when, you know, we're, we're, like, you know, showcasing a 4K TV. Yeah. And the video's not in 4K. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, or, I mean, that might be an extreme example, but, you know, I, I think it's, you know, we have to be on top, of all of that. And I think, yeah, like quality is definitely one of those things that, especially if the bar's already been set, you know, you kind of have to match it. If you're like, you know, vlogging and your competitors are other vloggers and, you know, they shoot 1080 or 720, like if that's the market, then that's the market. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. It's it's also weird because personality is definitely a huge part of it too. I mean, obviously like YouTube's super visual, but there are a lot of people that just make it on their own based on their personality. It's hard to deny that. Do you feel that uh part of the success
1: is because of the polish or is that a self-inflicted thing? Like you want to be better, you want to have a higher production.
0: I think we we always want to have a higher level of production. I mean, we we again, we always kind of strive to be better than ourselves mm-hmm. always. Um, you know, cause it's always in the interest of like, if we do get thrown bigger projects in the future, like, like it's a long-term strategy, it's a long-term strategy. Like we want to be prepared for that stuff. Um, I like that. Yeah. I
1: think. So it's not your, your head isn't in the necessarily the YouTube you're doing the YouTube stuff with right. thumbnails, titles, all that stuff, but the production might not be part of why you're having success on YouTube necessarily. Right. And but... I think
0: we have a routine of doing things. So like, we'll, we'll try to tweak things I mean usually things just go <clears throat> like pretty normally like mm-hmm. there's there's no like real change in that routine yeah it's on a per video basis like also we want to do something different you know like maybe mm. we shoot some of it outside like mm-hmm. outside of the studio or <clears throat> maybe we go to a different location yeah Right, it's, it's it's times like that where we it, we have a little more yeah. flexible leeway to like you know change things up a little bit. I think
1: you know? the truth is is we're still very early stages of this whole internet. Any, it's in crazy gen- to think still. You I know, know? It, we we grew up with it in a way. You know, I was the i I'm a little older than you, so I was. Yeah. You know, I remember when there was an internet, right. and uh, I remember when it was new, and I remember being in high school and somebody saying, "I learned a magic trick on this new website called YouTube." It's like what? And so, like, at that time, people were just uploading magic tricks. Right. Like, for free and this stuff. This is back
0: when the subscribe button was still yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, we're in this process where I think YouTube is transitioning and it's becoming TV replacement just straight right. up. So the production level of TV over the years has gotten better and better and better. Right. And I think the same is going to happen on YouTube where we're going to continue to see production get higher on YouTube. Right. Uh, and it has. Yeah. And then, I
0: mean, it also helps that, I mean, YouTube... I mean, granted, it's not for like like as long period of time as TV shows, but like mm-hmm. YouTube videos do compete with tv shows for numbers yeah. you know like I mean, it, not apples to apples but i mean it it's still like can't argue with videos that get like 20 million views versus i know like shows that can't even break a million right well that's the
1: thing is like uh, I, I heard a podcast recently they were talking about game of thrones numbers <clears throat> uh you know it's the most watched tv show in the world and right. it's only getting 15 million a, a, an episode which is a lot granted but right. um we're talking about just 10 20 years ago um, you know, The Bachelorette was number one. It got thirty-two million right. views. It's and, definitely
0: eaten into the market share. Yeah, there. there's
1: nobody. Nobody gets thirty million views on TV anymore. Right. You know, there was there was a time where, uh, what's it called, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon's show? What is that? What's it called? The oh, tonight, uh, the Tonight, tonight Show. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the tonight, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a dumb. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. But yeah, like Johnny Carson. You know, he was getting 30, right. You know, twenty million, thirty million, or whatever. Um, but it's just changed and that's just how it is. Yeah. It's a different landscape altogether. So somebody who's starting out on YouTube, this is a common question you you might get. Um, somebody starting fresh, like, should they, what are some things that that you feel like they should do? Uh, you've had this amazing career going from film school to, to working with Austin and, Mm. um, now you're, you're a personality on his channel as well. And hopefully maybe that'll. Turn into more. Yeah, with, I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah, performing on camera, and I, I, I just know that that's your passion. I can tell, um, oh. <laughs> and you're really good
0: at it. Um, I, no, well, uh, well, I'm work in progress. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, you know, a kid starts coming yeah. out of high school, he wants to be a YouTuber, he wants to review tech products. Like, what, what would you tell that that person?
0: I think the biggest thing that holds back a lot of people is, and it's not even just with YouTube, but with making stuff in general is you always get caught up in how to make it, mm-hmm. but really you should just make it Yeah, <laughs> and keep making it.
2: I love that. Yeah. Cause it, like
0: you don't want to, you don't want to like sit around and, and you know, not do anything and not progress. Right. You want to, yeah. you always want to, you know, trial and error mm-hmm. Like you can do so many things wrong, but you always learn from your mistakes. Right. Yeah. So if you don't, put yourself out there and like especially like if you're not open to getting feedback from other people then you know you're not going to grow yeah so i think it's hugely important to even if you're not confident like just put out what you think feels right and then mm-hmm. if if it really is wrong it's really wrong yeah but you know work towards what you feel like is right and mm-hmm. then if enough people like it then you know you're doing the right thing and if not then you know just keep searching right yeah Um, that's kind of what I learned with, with my stuff, because I think, I mean, I, I think I found what I like doing with, with the tech stuff, but I personally found my own hobby. So I tried to spin my figure collecting thing into what I like doing with YouTube and kind of, you know, tried to make it in the best case scenario, like what I want to do on YouTube. Yeah. And it worked out for the most part. I got what I wanted out of it. I was by the end of me doing that, I felt really fulfilled. But I definitely wouldn't have gotten in that position if it wasn't for the early trial and error days of like, like how, how do do I even look on camera? Like my my first video on YouTube was uh Skype for iOS. That's literally the title of it, and it's literally should change uh, the title and thumbnail. (laughs) <laughs> i don't want people to find that video actually <laughs> no and you know it's just like me talking to my imac webcam you know in freshman year of high school yeah. like the room was super dark the video is grainy like um i pointed the the my ipod touch at the time at the webcam and like you can't even see skype on it like everything's like blown. yeah it's like blown out and like it's not in focus or anything <laughs> but like that was like, I think once I actually uploaded that video, there was like a huge sense of relief. Like, I watched it through once, I didn't even know what editing was at the time, so I just uploaded it as yeah. is. Oh,
2: cool.
0: Um, and it, it was a huge, here's a video file. No, exactly. The video yeah. file, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what, what is, I don't, I, I didn't even know the concept of editing. Like, what is a cut? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, you
2: know?
0: no, but it, it, it's the kind of thing of like, I felt relieved when I uploaded because I was actually happy with the thing, you know. I, I think. I was happy enough to upload it. I I didn't really get many great comments because it was, you know, it's just a whatever video. But I think that ultimately made me strive to figure out what, what is a good video. What is yeah. a video that not only am I happy to make, but what is a good video that other people are happy to watch? Yeah. So I think that's that's my my so just big do tip. It. Just do it. Yeah, just yeah. do it and, you know, trial and error. Keep doing it until you figure it out.
1: I can totally agree with that because you can just sit and try to dreamcast and write down all these ideas. But until right. you actually shoot it and once you, uh, originally, uh, you know, finally upload the video. Right. Then it's like that feeling of relief. Um, I'll, I'll just say this, and I'll just be honest about it. Last week, I uploaded mm. a comparison video between the GoPro and the Osmo, and yeah. I made a mistake. I didn't turn the stabilization on the Osmo. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a really big one.
1: Yeah, so like, that's literally like the only, not the only, but like one of the biggest features of the camera. Right. And it's also the biggest thing that you would want to see compared with the GoPro. Uh, but... It was the night before the embargo release. Um, I had to put a video out because I was just thinking, okay, you know, I need the views. Uh, this is my livelihood. Right. And uh, I said in the video, hey, I made a mistake. I'll make another one tomorrow, and I'll make one then another one the next day. And uh, just let me know what you think about the the video quality comparison. Just you know, don't pay attention to the stabilization. Like, I'll fix it. I promise. But just right. you know, sure enough, dislike like ratio is ridiculous. Right. People are like cussing me out telling me i'm a stupid idiot um yeah, cause, i felt cause it's an open forum yeah people and can i say got, whatever
0: they want even though they don't think about other people i got feelings. so <laughs> i got
1: i seriously it was the first time in my career on youtube where i had such a negative feedback um i felt like wow you know all my friends are so much better than me like mm-hmm. i'm terrible I've, i i kind of got pretty depressed my wife like noticed it and she was like why don't you just lay down Sometimes you need for... to step back. Yeah. So like, what do you have to say about that? Like the, the, the aspect of like trying to please other people with your YouTube content and what have you seen with being a part of Austin and seeing him react and stuff? Have you seen any of that kind of like emotional
0: Oh waves? man. Oh, I've, I've seen a lot. Um, Austin, especially when I first started working for him and apparently this has been a thing for a while. Um. Like, yeah. He'd he'd get really depressed when a video doesn't do well, because it's it's just that thing of like, yeah, like what what did I do wrong? Like, some because sometimes he'd he'd get that feedback from the audience, even if he didn't do anything wrong. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes the sometimes the audience just has hate for you for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It's so mean. <clears throat> it is, but you know, like I don't, you know sometimes sometimes you just you know you know can't control that. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I've seen. I've seen him in in really like low stages but i think the cool thing about his mindset recently when it comes to youtube especially like you know since we've hired a bunch more people is you know one obviously this means he gets to go home on time you know he gets to you know relax his wife he's married now especially yeah um you know he 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 has a whole other life and he can't let the stuff that happens in the office affect him at home yeah so basically his mindset has been way more relaxed because you know i think uh i think our channel's big enough where we don't where he he used to he used to be like super worried about views even even big as you know we we were you know to, you know like back then but he, he thinks of it less now he's he does take a step back he he looks at what we did wrong and he sees it as okay let's just not do this the next time objectively yeah. yeah i know like like he he tries to see it objectively and ultimately constructively tries to you know, just make sure we don't make the same mistake over. It's, it's not the end of the world, Mm -hmm. but there were points when it used to be, and it's understandable. You know, it's when you, when you spend, you know, this much time on a video and you want the audience to love it and they don't.
1: Does that kind of stuff affect you at all too? Like, do you, absolutely. Do you see like comments about production or, or things like that that can really get to
2: you or.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely, it definitely does roll over to, um, to the people that works with him. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember I mean, um, you're in the our,
1: you're in the videos now so
0: right well so I mean even even for like our editors right like so mm-hmm. um uh, one of our editors Jimmy like he, he was the first one that we hired um especially really early on when he was you know trying to figure out you know gauge gauge the vibe for like what the office was and how Austin is you know he, he you know he was like particularly nervous about hey like like am I doing stuff right am I doing stuff right um and, you know, which is great because, you know, he's obviously attentive to, you know, just making sure that, you know, he's working optimally and doing things the way that Austin wants. But, you know, when Austin, you know, would be, you know, down depressed about a video, you know, when it wasn't really Jimmy's fault, you know, but, you know, Jimmy starts to think like, hey... You know, is, this, is it something that I did? Like, is there something I could have done in the edit? You know, Poor guy. yeah, well, no, it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's just a kind of, you know, it, it, this is like really early on too, but it, it's just a kind of thing of like, I had to tell him, like, no, Austin just gets really depressed about videos sometimes, but it's, I think it's just, you know, we, let's look at it, you know, when we have, you know, fresh set of eyes in mind, you know, yeah. and, like, you know, if we, if we did something wrong, it, it it's not, yeah. I don't think it's your fault. I think it's just, we need to, we need to do something different. So what's the, what's know? the
1: cautionary tale then for somebody up and coming from your experience here? Like, should, should people just kind of look the other way and keep, keep going? Like delete the comments, block the people? What do you think?
0: I, you know, I think Make it's more controversy
1: cuz bad press is good press. Hey, I mean, That's what if, that, if if you can handle it. Yeah, I mean, the the <clears throat> Paul brothers love that stuff, so.
0: I think it depends on the person though, <laughs> yeah, you know? Man. Like I everyone approaches feedback in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I don't think, I don't think you know, sh- like closing comments or deleting comments is necessarily the right answer. But I mean, if they really do affect you, then you know, maybe it is. Maybe yeah. maybe you block particular people or, you know, uh, blacklist particular yeah. words, right? Sure. Um, there's certainly the tools there to help that if, if it really does yeah. get that bad
1: I have, I have uh, some female creators and you oh, you think I, oh, you think man, Austin's yeah. stuff is bad like oh no If
0: you know, I, I, can, I can imagine, imagine being it. a pretty blonde
1: you know like yeah no it's, the filth and terrible stuff yeah it's,
0: it's it's people up. people can people can be really terrible sometimes I mean with the anonymity of the internet yeah exactly it's it's easier than ever to say really mm. horrible things to people yeah um but I think it's that it's kind of thing of we have to kind of rationalize it a bit. It's like mm-hmm. th- maybe some of these people are just saying this because, you know, there's, there's a veil of anonymity. Mm-hmm. right like you know me me thinking the best of people you know they're they're yeah. just saying that to be funny right yeah sure we don't know these people personally so i shouldn't be taking mm-hmm. their comments personally i mean if, they have, if a, there's, they have
1: a crappy work life and they hate themselves i mean yeah i mean they're m- just maybe, taking it
0: out on you you know whatever. maybe that's the case I mean, yeah maybe they just had a bad day yeah but you know i i don't even think we have to even go that far i think it's just you know ultimately if if it's something that you feel like you have to change, if it's something really constructive, um mm-hmm. then sure. But I yeah. think if if it just, you know, comes out of the blue and it's you know, yeah. it's really hurtful and you know it's attacking you, then yeah.
1: it's really yeah. crazy because again, I, I it's fresh in my mind because I just listened to this interview with Howard Stern and Conan O'Brien mm. and they actually talk about this and uh Conan's like, Can you imagine I think they were talking about Instagrammers and influencers and stuff. He's like, can you imagine starting our careers, which was in the eighties or nineties and having comments attached to what we were doing? (laughs) He was like, you know, Conan O'Brien started out being kind of weird and, and like he was the late, late night show guy that was doing weird, wacky stuff. Right. Howard Stern was known as being this controversial like radio host. If he had comments attached to that, it could really be depressing. Like when you're being crazy artists, like those guys were, Like they were just kind of banging it out trying to figure out how to do it. Right. Like I think Mm. in a lot of ways we as artists and as YouTubers have to kind of or anybody that's doing anything on the internet doesn't have to be YouTube. Like you really have to just be focused on, you know, the art of what you're doing. And then also just find value. Like don't find value. Don't get value from the affirmation, right? Like yeah. you get that from your friends, from your family, from your religion, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you yeah. have, you know, you don't
0: have to put all of your eggs in one basket, essentially. Yeah. Cause if you do, then you're going to, you might be vastly disappointed if something goes wrong.
1: I think anybody that puts their self worth in their career is just setting themselves up for failure. Absolutely. Because your self worth is found in relationships. It's not found in right. uh, your job. Yeah. You and know?
0: I think this is, it's there, there's obviously a difference between like self worth and, I guess like how much time you devote to something too, because mm-hmm. it, I feel like I don't, I don't want to I don't want people to get confused with like you know if you can devote yourself a lot to work, obviously you know with in moderation, mm-hmm. but I feel like if if you really are m- motivated and driven to do something, you want to see it through and you want to mm-hmm. s- devote a lot of time to it, then you know by all means go for it. I feel like I devote. So much of my time and energy into what I do, not because it's my job, but because I actually find it fun. Yeah, you know, like I get to, you know, meet a lot of people. I get to be on cool podcasts like this. You know, (laughs) the Golden Hour Podcast. Yeah, no, it's it's you know it's you know I see the the huge positives in it, and I'm like, you know, this is I I work so hard to try to make stuff like this happen and to keep it happening, right? Yeah. So I think it's it's like I I devote so much personal energy and so much of my emotion into it yeah. that you know it I I think it's so much of my life and I'm putting all my eggs in one basket but I feel like it's it, it, I'm doing because I feel like I I mm-hmm. have confidence that it's gonna lead somewhere yeah and so I think it's it's it, it's kind of just on a person by person basis I feel like I mean sometimes people don't know themselves but people I, I would like to think more often than not probably know themselves better than mm-hmm. most other people I yeah would, I would hope <laughs> I would hope so it, it's I don't know it I, I don't want to say it's, it's it's something that everyone should do but sometimes you just have a feeling mm-hmm. in your gut that you have to follow something
1: so we went from uh, film school <laughs> we went from uh, anime to figurines yeah to uh, cinematography to Jonathan Morrison then leading to Austin. Uh, now you're on camera with Austin. You're building a new channel from scratch. Yeah. What's what's next for Ken? Like, what are some things that you're aspiring to? What are some dreams that you have? Uh, things that you're trying to do with your
0: career? You see, like, I'm like for as much as I I would like to think really far ahead. Um, generally speaking, I never. I, I never really know what's going to happen in the next 5 <laughs> years or so, right? I, yeah. I kind of take it, well, you know, inch by inch, seen. right? I for me, I'm I see the the Austin, the Austin thing as a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, being employee one, you know, means I'm growing with the company and there's yeah. a lot of opportunity and a lot of big things, you know, coming our way. Yeah. So, and
1: you guys get along really well.
0: Yeah, no. I I I I consider him like a really close friend and awesome boss. Mm-hmm. So I want to help see his company through with the big stuff that it can do. Um, but also, you know, just to help, you know, grow m- myself as well. Like, and I still don't know because I, I have a, a I have my hands on a lot of different things. I don't know like what I actually want to end up doing. But at the very least, you know, I know that I wanna do stuff, you know, within within our company, within overclock media. Yeah, for the foreseeable future, Cause it's is that the production company that is the over yeah that's 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 the the name that he gave it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, it's you know, so, you know, I think I I definitely see myself like in the future hosting videos more yeah i think a great voice i mean i i mean right now i'm sick so like it's 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 deeper than normal people have told me that but it's like it's like a great course and
1: no you've got a great like performing character i love it
0: yeah and i i you know i i also like i think i think when like this year when i when i started doing it a little more like as we were starting to ramp it up a little bit like i start i i knew how rusty i was because i hadn't done it in a while but now that i'm doing it repeatedly for igtv it yeah. It feels like I'm in a groove. I feel like I, I want to start doing yeah. it more.
1: How's that going, by the way? Is IGTV growing? Is it it's, worth it? It's interesting because we're pulling. I think, we, I think everybody
0: did one or two videos and then it was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So it's a surpri- It's surprising for us because initially it was like, whatever. Yeah. But then we, is, we. It's found, only been a year. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. It's been like pretty much exactly a year. Yeah. Because it came out of VidCon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so initially we did like one or two videos, one of them, I forgot what it was specifically. It might've been one of the iPhone launches or there was mm-hmm. a product launch of some, of some sort did really well for us. It got literally like half the views of whatever YouTube video we did on it, cool. which is like, was great. it the same video? Um just... no, it was it was like it was auxiliary contents, it was probably like an unboxing like that was meant to go with like a review or something. And do you guys shoot it with the intention of it being
1: vertical? Yeah.
0: So initially I was thinking shoot in 4K and then you know we'll just you know crop in the middle uh, in 1080, still be a lot of detail and stuff. But I shoot 4K vertically now because wow. we, already, we already know it's going to be an IGTV anyway. That just means I won't have... It cuts out the guesswork for cropping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, IGTV... So you turn the red on its side? No, we don't actually shoot with the red on IGTV because no one will really tell the difference. We just shoot yeah. A, A7R3. Okay, gotcha. Um, no, but IGTV does really well for us though. Um, so... The one big move that Instagram did for IGTV was they allowed posting to main Instagram feed, mm-hmm. so that all of your audience can see the IGTV. Uh, like I think it's like a minute preview of it. Yeah. Um, on you your main, click feed. into it. You could click into it. So what that means, what it meant for us is that we're, we started getting a lot of impressions. Um, just you know, just from Austin's followers. Mm-hmm. So. Like we saw one video get like two hundred thousand views. Wow! Like like a random Xbox video that wouldn't have done well on our channel, but on IGTV, like two hundred thousand views is great. Yeah. So you know it's it's the kind of thing of it. We're we're finding that we do particularly well on it. Like some videos obviously do better than others. I Sometimes would say it you're doesn't. doing really
1: well because I don't see anybody other than you doing it. Yeah, at I, the level that you're doing it at.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it, it, the thing is that it's it's low cost. It's easy to make. Um, it's literally just the content that we know won't do well on YouTube so we might as well just put it somewhere else mm-hmm. um you know like already a million one plus seven pro videos are, are hitting YouTube why not just put our unboxing on igtv and now our, you're
1: the only one on igtv
0: yeah it's interesting it's I like I like the formatting of our videos too for igtv because it's just you know it's quick. laid and, back yeah it's laid back it's like quick and vloggy I can get it done in a day like... you don't have to worry about thumbnails too much or... oh yeah no, IGTV is fun yeah, it's yeah. really fun for what it's <laughs> worth
1: well Ken it was a pleasure talking to you we could talk for another like three hours oh probably. sure
0: yeah so, I, this is probably a lot of rambling on my part so I'm sorry no, if it was this not is, that's the format <laughs> of podcast
1: man we don't have to we don't have to fit it in a 10 minute window like YouTube oh videos, yeah so. it's perfect thanks for coming out man You yeah, know, thanks for, for having sure. me and we'll bring you back yeah <laughs> Really hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Ken Bolito. If you want to follow him on social media, then go follow him on Twitter at Ken Bolito. That's spelled K-E-N-B-O-L-I-D-O. And you can check him out on Instagram with the exact same handle. Obviously, if you're not subscribed to Austin Evans' YouTube channel, then I strongly urge you guys to check him out at Austin Evans on YouTube. And if you're interested to see some of the Instagram TV stories that Ken does, then head over to Austin Evans' Instagram account and you can see those IGTV stories that Ken does that we were talking about at the end there I want to thank you guys again for listening through this podcast it was really a treat to talk to Ken I really loved hearing some of the behind the scenes of YouTube and hearing how they do thumbnails and just all the crazy stuff that's going on with a channel with over 3 million subscribers once again I'm Dave Mays this is the golden hour
2: podcast and we'll see you next week